You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back, church family. I'm so glad you tuned into the podcast today. So while we are quarantined and social distancing, I hope that you'll take our daily dose of Bible and allow it to encourage you to get deeper into the text. So basically... We're walking through 2 Corinthians together, you know, on our videos and our podcast. But I would love to challenge everybody who's watching that when you finish the podcast today, get your Bible out and read 2 Corinthians for yourself. Underline, make notes, begin to pray and ask God to show you what you can learn from this fantastic letter. So today I want to talk about generosity. Um, And I think this is going to be very important to us because in the middle of the COVID-19 scare, uh, for some of us, this pressure has brought out the best in us, a great deal of generosity. You know, a lot of folks have gone the extra mile to check on a neighbor or to share where they have. We've got people who've come by the church to say, hey, they had bread in the groceries or anybody that needs bread, I'll take them some bread. You know, we've got people who've said, does anybody need meals? I I would love to, to prepare meals and take them to anybody that needs them. We've had some folks who said, let's make face masks and supply local clinics with face masks. So the pressure of COVID-19 has brought out uh, some of the generosity that was latent in the heart of some of the believers in our church family, and that's phenomenal. But on the other hand, the pressure of COVID-19 has also also brought out fear and covetousness and greed. And for some of us, we had plenty of toilet paper, but we went and bought all the toilet paper. We had plenty of flour. We bought all the flour. Why? Because out of out of our fear, we weren't so much generous. Rather, we were determined to make sure that we had enough of what we needed. So the pressure of this situation has brought the best and worst, right? Well, that lines up with our letter because in 2 Corinthians, a lot of this letter talks about generosity. So the historical background is simple. Paul had churches like the Corinthians that were scattered all over the Mediterranean that were made up in Jewish con- Gentile context of Jewish and Gentile believers. But he wanted to make sure that the, the grand church from Jerusalem, the mother church, the home base of church, recognized that his mission in the Gentile lands that brought in Jewish and Gentile converts, that that was a legitimate movement of God. And one of the ways that he brought that into reality is he asked his churches to financially contribute to the needs of the church in Jerusalem, that his Gentile churches would give sacrificially to care for the widows, the orphans, the poor, the persecuted in Jerusalem, where most of the trauma and trouble was happening for the church. So he wrote letters to the churches to help them know how to take up this collection. Well, a lot of 2 Corinthians is concerned with the collection. He's telling the brothers and sisters uh, to be sure that they're ready, that when he comes, he's going to take up the money that they put aside, and he's going to take it to Jerusalem. But that insight allows us to explore generosity. So it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 7, that we have the famous verse, each of you should give what you have decided in your hearts to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So I guess the thing I would launch our podcast with today is, are you a cheerful giver? Are you cheerfully generous? In Greek, the word is almost hilarious, and not just cheerful as a little bit happy, but in a way that blows the minds of people who are watching. I'll be honest with you, this is a work I'm asking God to do in my heart 
that I would become more generous and less selfish? Are you asking for the same word? And in the middle of the, the, of the trauma that we're facing right now, what a gift generosity can be to our culture because in the middle of the economic aftermath of the COVID-19 quarantine, there have been a lot of jobs lost and there's been a lot of people whose hours are cut. There's going to be a lot of economic struggle or suffering, a lot of people who are going to have needs starting now and carrying over for the foreseeable future. Well, who's going to be generous enough to meet their needs? Like, are you going to be one of the people who are hoarding toilet paper or are you going to be one of the people who are sacrificing? Officially giving so that you can help those who are hurting. Now, I don't even know what those opportunities are going to look like for you. We're all just going to follow the Holy Spirit into them. But I want to challenge you right now that we would begin to have a healthy theology of generosity. So let me read two passages of the scripture because I want to show you in 2 Corinthians, Paul bases the generosity of believers on the generosity of God. And his fundamental basis for that is the gift of of Jesus Christ in the crucifixion, that you and I are born again into God's family through a gospel that began with a God who gave everything to supply for us. And so in this crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus, we have a pattern of life-giving generosity. So let me read a couple of verses, and I'll encourage you to spread this uh, to some friends who might want to hear it today. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich... He was in heaven with God, yet for your sake he became poor, born into a manger in Bethlehem, crucified at the end of his life, so that through his poverty you might become rich. Spiritually, Jesus gave us everything, and in the age to come, literally everything by his crucifixion. But for him to give to us generously, he had to suffer. So he was rich became poor so that we could be given his riches. The basis for our generosity is the action of Jesus. So now let's take a look in chapter 9, almost the same thing, in verse 12 and following. This service that you perform, the collection, the offering, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and everyone else in need. Have you ever thought about this? Like your confession of Jesus Christ requires acts of obedience. Like if you say Jesus is your Lord, well, that should manifest itself through a life that just looks different, changed by Jesus. One of the ways they're changed is by obeying him in generosity, that we would meet other people's needs. And one of the side effects of that is that the world who watches us can praise God and get to know God's character. And finally, in verse 14, and in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. For Paul, our generosity is rooted in and a reflection of the generosity of God. So let's stop and think today about how God has been generous to us. And as believers, let's follow his gospel pattern. He was rich but became poor so that we might share in his riches. Well, God's given us so much. Let's give sacrificially and cheerfully to other people as they have needs around us in the months ahead. As a people, let's be generous people. And in our culture where capitalism is fundamental to us, 
It's easy for us to become covetous as well. You can be a capitalist without being a covetous person. But let's allow God to work at this root that's in our heart. Because in our culture, built on capitalism, which is a phenomenal economic system, it's easy for us to be caught up in our own materialism, to allow greed to set in. And I'm challenging you, on the basis of 2 Corinthians, don't let it happen. Let's be generous people. I hope you have a fantastic Thursday. I cannot wait to preach to you on Palm Sunday in just a few days. I hope you'll tune in and share that live stream with everybody that you can. Let's get the good message of our generous Father out to as many people as can possibly hear it. Thanks for tuning in today.